Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, welcome back to episode 6 of Bold Sports. So, uh, how you feeling this week, Matt? I feel very distracted, Steve. Why are you distracted? There's so many distractions everywhere, you know, like, we're recording this on a Tuesday night, I'm still coming to grips with the USA not making the World Cup in soccer, I'm gonna have to, like, plan all sorts of other activities next summer, like, going out and visiting with people. Well, you can still watch the World Cup, you just won't be rooting for the U.S. It's so much better when you've got skin in the game, and, like, there's no... That is true. There's... You can't argue your way out of the fact that you're an American. Like, you might say, like, oh, I don't like the Steelers, or, oh, I don't like the Penguins, even though you're from Pittsburgh. But you can't deny that, you know, you were born in this country. And, like, even if you don't care about soccer, like, once every four years, that's when you're supposed to care about it. Because, you know, it's our team. It's, like... It is. It's the teams. You know what? And and I think there's more rallying around USA women's soccer than there is USA men's soccer. Well, because they actually win. (laughs) They actually win. Was it uh, is Landon Donovan still playing? He's the no. only guy I know from USA no, Landon soccer. Landon Donovan, who scored the biggest goal in the history of the U.S. men's soccer program um, against Algeria two World Cups ago, he's no longer involved. In Isn't he like team. forty now? Yeah, yeah, he's he's retired. Like the the best players on the U.S. now are you know like in their, you know mostly in their early twenties, mid twenties. Uh, this one guy, Christian Pulisic, is nineteen. Um, it's a real, it's a real shame that he's not going to get to play in the World Cup as like a twenty-year-old. You know, it's a, it's a real shame that he's going to, you know, he'll be twenty-four, and he'll have another chance to play. But like, that would be such great experience. So, with the Team USA guys, do they go play for club teams or anything else whenever they're not playing for the country? Most, most, um, most of the national team guys are based here domestically, so they'll play in like MLS. Uh, that's a, that's a big debate. Is that. You know, most people think that you've got to, you know, hone your skills against the best in the world, and they want more Americans to go over to Europe to play when they're not doing their national team duty. And that's why this guy Pulisic is such a big deal, because he was, like, 18 years old, scoring goals in the top league in Germany, scoring goals in the Champions League, playing for Dortmund, which is one of, like, the biggest teams in the world in terms of, like, overall just visibility, fan support, and they wear black and gold. There you so go. That's that's one to watch since you're not going to get to watch any U.S. teams. Like, try to pay attention to you know how the Americans are doing, um, especially the ones that go overseas. Uh, Jeff Cameron, Josie Altidore both play in the Premier League in England. Um, check it out. Pick a team besides the U.S. You know, like I, there's still a chance that Ireland and Northern Ireland could qualify. So that'd be a hell of a matchup, wouldn't it? That, yeah, those, I'm going for. I'm, I'm pulling for both of them to get in. Uh, Wales Wales is out. Scotland is out. England is in. Um, being an England fan is not something you really want to be unless unless you like are English or just like misery. Um, so yeah, you know, <laughs> keep keep your eye on it. You're not going to hear as much about it from like ESPN and stuff because they're not going to. Well, I'm Irish and German, so. Oh, Germany's set. Yeah, you you got. I'm Irish and German, so I I could go with my. My family heredity roots and go yeah. with Ireland or Germany. Yeah. Um, honestly, when it comes to World Cup, Matt, uh, if it's on at a bar that I'm at and people are watching it and won't turn it off, I'll have to pay attention or look at my phone. Um, 
soccer's not high on my list. Unfortunately, I know, I mean, I know it has a lot of the same rules as hockey, um, you know, with offsides and so forth and things like that. Similar. Um, Not a lot the same, but similar, I should say. So um, I'm just one of those Pittsburgh kids that never grew up with soccer because I didn't grow up with soccer. Soccer You never went to the Spirit? I've heard of them. Oh, man. Um, I've never been to a Spirit game. I, I went to a couple them. Spirit games at the Civic Arena. Um, one one giveaway was a St. Patrick's Day like plastic drinking mug with a little like soccer-playing leprechaun on it that we still have at my parents' house. Um, and then one time they gave away a terrible sock, which is just like a black and gold sock that you wave around instead of a towel. I have a couple of those. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, it's 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 all tied into Pittsburgh somehow. There we go. Well, we're going to tie some stuff in right now to last week's picks, Matt. Um, you you, you uh, had a chance to put a serious whooping on me, and then you lost the last two games. Oh. Um, well, I, st- I, stopped, I stopped worrying about serious whoopings after the Steelers game. Because <laughs> that was, that was a serious, serious whooping, whooping I knew I was going to see all week. Right. So Matt, you ended up this week with your picks of eight and six. I ended up six and eight. Ooh, it seems to have reversed the uh, advantage that I had. Yeah. Um, uh, so the no, hits keep on coming. No, no, you still have a high advantage. You're forty-seven and thirty, and I'm forty-four and thirty-three. I'm three behind you. Creeping, man. I'm creeping. I'm, I'm further back. Last week, I was, the last few weeks, there's only one behind. This week, and I'm three. I, I took lost two out. Uh, but uh, this could have th- th- this last week was a two game swing for the Sunday night game and the Monday night game because we both picked the Vikings uh, on the Monday night game and then I had the Chiefs and you had the Texans on the Sunday night game and so it, it, that, that almost could have been a two game swing there. So I'm glad the Chiefs won because I, I didn't want them like slightly wounded limping into the Steeler game. Oh no, not at all. I want the Chiefs full blast, full bore. You know. I want to see the best that they got coming to Pittsburgh. Well, you're going to see plenty of it, my friend. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm afraid of. Uh, so, with that going on, uh, you're ahead by three games so far this year for the picks. You know, they're not bad records. I mean, if we were baseball players, we'd be paying millions of dollars. You know, nine and uh, seven will get you a playoff for most years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you're forty-seven and thirty. I mean, that's, you know, for the season. Shit, man. I mean, that's that's better than Vegas odds. Huh? <laughs> I'll take that. In the meantime, how'd your fantasy football go this week? Uh, not so good. I um, Did you take a loss? I did take a loss. Was it bad? It wasn't a bad loss. It came right down to the wire. If there had been even, like, a shred of competency in that Monday night game, like, I might have mm-hmm. fared better, but I... I needed rushing yards and catches that just weren't forthcoming. You're, you're like, if I would have known Jarrett McKinnon <laughs> would have gone for 85 no. yards in the second half and a touchdown, I probably would have won that in my league. Now, see, I, I picked up Latavius Murray as my bi-week running back to fill in for Devontae Freeman. Okay. And at the end of the Sunday games, I ended up needing like a dozen points from him. Okay. Something like that. Not, I didn't get enough. Um, you know, they have the projections. And yeah. Like, I was, like, as, like, going into Monday night, I was projected to lose by .04, and I ended up losing by, like, four times that much. Well. 
to be like one point six. It's like it's like it still sucks when you when you lose by less than five points. Oh yeah. I mean, last year I lost the game by point oh four points. Yeah, and I just I'm just trying not to think about the fact that if I had started Andy Dalton over Tom Brady, I would have won. Oh God, that's sad that when Andy Dalton had a better game than Tom and now Brady. Brady's hurt and Dalton's on a bye week. Well, so drafting well, which Andy means, Dalton has earned me nothing thus far. Well, which means for me is um, AJ Green's on a bye week because I have AJ Green. Uh, I have. I realized today when I'm looking at the waiver wire, uh, and I started to try to set up my team for this week, and I'm trying to pull things from the waiver wire. And of course, my waiver wire is not done until tomorrow. But I realized I don't have a tight end. They're both on bye. Well, both my tight ends on my team are on bye, so I'm like, shit, I gotta go get a tight end just for one week. I'm like, I look at the waiver wire, like best available, click, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Hopefully, I get him. You know, uh, I, I I'm trying to get the tight end from uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, he's been a solid producer in the PPR league. He's been between ten and fifteen points a game. You know, he'll be a fill in. Um, but honestly, that's you know, every time I start Jason Witten. Shit, he, he doesn't do anything for me. When I don't start him, he runs up 25 points. Um, my tight end situation this year has been very bad for me. It's been the weak part of my fantasy game. Speaking of fantasy, though, a lot of injuries this week. Odell Beckham Jr. is done for the that's season. Bad. Yeah, that's bad. That's, that's, that's bad. I could have got stuck with him in my draft. That, that's bad fear. for fantasy football, but that's even worse for the Giants themselves. Everything's uh, bad for the Giants right dude, now. They, did you – all the receivers were out this week. Mm-hmm. The – Second half of the third quarter in the whole fourth quarter, they were running three tight ends and three running backs on offense. <laughs> I heard a theory on the NFL Network tonight that the Giants would be interested in trading Eli Manning to the Jaguars because, like, the Jaguars might actually be good this year. <laughs> like, I mean, granted, it was on the Deion Sanders show, but still, this well, is like the official press well, organ of the NFL allowed that that story to like. Well, know, how go about the? the how about there was a nice trade in the NFL? Adrian Peterson was traded to the Arizona Cardinals from probably, the Saints. Probably well, too little, too late. But I just think Peterson and Sean Payton were not getting along. Well, so no. Here's the thing with Peterson: he's a featured back. Uh, New Orleans does not use a featured back nope they run by committee it's true it's whoever's got the hot legs that week so right and, and a lot and, of times you know, you're just doing so is that you got mark pass block you got mark ingram down there yeah uh he's pretty much their featured back mm-hmm. um and anyone who does fantasy knows that that's that's not really a lot to write home about that's not, exactly that's not really a lot you don't, to write you home don't, about. like he's not a Devonte freeman featured back no, he's I, like I'm, the new orleans saints guy who stands next by to the way Reeves. thank you Devonte freeman for being off bye week this week mm-hmm. i can now get my 25 points from you uh <laughs> yeah thank god i won two weeks in a row so i'm three i'm two and three in my fantasy you i'm know. three and two i'm three and two in my fantasy so also, another big injury uh, doesn't affect fantasy too much. Uh, but JJ Watt. JJ Watt went down. Also, their linebacker went down. I can't remember his name. He went down three plays before JJ Watt. Mm. So they're missing JJ Watt at the end and the linebacker. Is it merciless? Uh, it might have been. Whoever their stud linebacker is. Um, they're talking about him on the NFL network today. Then it would be him. Uh, so that's bad for the Houston Texans. They have so much promise. Deshaun Watson's coming on phenomenal. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson still is unowned in, I think, like 
or fifty three percent of the fancy leagues. Like he's still open in my league. See, my friends all like to just pick a rookie. Like we just we just love we just love to have like like a pissing contest. Let's have a team of whose rookie's the best. Yeah, you know, like I I actually proposed one year a rule that you had to draft a rookie. Really, you had to start a rookie every league. Could be any position, but like this is my rookie. And like in a keeper league, like that's an interesting like wrinkle, but we couldn't we couldn't agree on rules for the keeper league, so we just we got rid of that whole thing. But right on, yeah. So, um, yeah, now we're in bye weeks for fantasy football, so now mm-hmm. this is where you have to start paying attention. This is so, where all your uh, all your spreadsheets on draft day came in. Yeah, this is where all your spreadsheets you came have in. Any roster issues at all because you planned it out this year? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm the guy that's on my draft like. I'll take him, I'll take him, I'll take him. And after about round five, it starts getting through the, who's best available? Who's in the depth chart? Okay. That's when you start looking at, like, second receivers. You should get, like, your running backs and your first receivers, and then you start looking at secondary guys. Pick um, value. You know, Use pick the value. waiver wire to fix it when yeah. you get screwed. Well, You never know what's going to happen with injuries. Oh, yeah. Guys I who mean, suck. David Johnson's out. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I've had years where... I've had years where the first guy I picked up for a for like a first bye week as just a fill in has ended up being my MVP. Oh, I you know yeah, I I picked up a fill in the one week. Uh, I, what was it last year? Or the year before. One of the two. The year that uh, Jamal Charles went out for uh, when he was running back for Kansas City mm-hmm. and he got busted. Um, I instantly picked up the next week. Sharkandrick West. Yeah, and he was a rookie, so that's two years ago. Mm-hmm. And Sharkandrick West was like, boom, boom, yeah, that's a boom, good example. Boom. I mean, he was a rookie, and also nobody knew how to defend him. James Stewart from Carolina was one of my guys one year. There you go. So uh, enough about fancy. We're gonna move on to some uh, uh, viable Major League Baseball. Oh, it's so wonderful. So now uh, me over here, um, my one favorite team never had a chance. That's the Pirates. Uh, and my other favorite team is now out. Yeah. Uh, as the Red Sox lost to Houston uh, yesterday, who would have thought the Astros were gonna be any fucking good? I did. Yeah, I know. You Astros, were talking man. about this for last week, and you said a couple years it was great. Um, and then they picked up Verlander. Yeah. They, well, when great, they picked man. up Verlander, when I saw they picked up Verlander, I was like, holy shit, they're all in. When they go out and get Verlander, now Verlander's. Probably on the downside of his career. Um, but that's just it, man. But like, I would take Verlander over top of Cole right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd take Verlander, you know, over top of even Granky. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's easy to say now because Arizona's out. That's Exactly. It's easy to say now because Arizona's out. But, I mean. But we're talking about the Red Sox. Oh, man, Chris Sale. That surprises me. It's what surprises hey. me is not that they lost. It's how it's they lost. The fact that they lost and that Chris Sale was like somehow like factors into the goat conversation. And David Price was like the man. David Price has been the fucking man. Well, all year long it was David Price versus Dennis Eckersley and David Price versus all the media, and then like Chris Sale was like the golden child. Yeah, and now it it was like once once they played like four games that mattered, everything seems to. You remember worked. when the Pirates almost could get David Price, but apparently it went down to the very end, and either Tampa wanted more than the Pirates were willing to give up, 
or some other team said, if this happens, we want this too, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it was. And, and they've never released that information on exactly how that deal did not unfold. Uh, I sat at a bar one day and talked to Ray Searich. <laughs> and I says, so what happened with David Price? He goes, we were in it to the end, and that's all I can say. Wow. Um, that's trade secrets, man. Uh, I, like I said, I sat at a bar one day and had a beer, and Ray Searich was there, and I bullshit with him. Um, and I asked him what was up with David Price, and he just said, we were in it to the end. Uh, it's just it, it, it didn't work. Well, Price, Price has know. had a rough go in Boston. He has had a rough go in Boston. He's been injured a little bit. He got smacked around a little bit. You know, David Price, he's still a stud. Yeah, he, I mean, no, he could be good for them. I, I still think their pitching's in good shape. It looks like their manager might be on the way out. Uh, Farrell? Yeah, Farrell might be on the way out. It looks uh, like uh, Pedroia might be having surgery. Pedroia is close to the end of his career. I can't believe that Pedroia was, first of if all, he that, was a better, he went, if he, he was he a better hitter, stretch, he'd already be a designated hitter. When he, when he tried to run from first to third, First of all, he was like dead to rights, and they almost challenged it. And it's a good thing they didn't. But like that was so stupid to make the last out of the inning, even in even early in a game, to make the last out at third is just it's unacceptable. That's yeah. like baseball fundamentals. It's like what was it? Like the, he's supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be the veteran, and it was just a bad mistake. Well, it was like Polanco making the last out of the fucking season trying to stretch a double. No, I'd be like McCutcheon doing that. Like Pedroia is supposed to know better. Polanco, right. I think Polanco just likes to run and run and run. And he looks like he runs like a deer. He's like a gazelle. He's like a graceful elk. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Don't remind me about Polanco, man. We got, right. we got actual games coming. Right. So, the Cubs uh, game was, was postponed tonight. Yeah, we're going to get fun. into that for a minute. But the Sox, unfortunately, lost to Houston. Sox are out. Red Sox, we'll see you next spring in Fort Myers. Um, see you next year at Fenway. I love that park. I love going up there for a game every year never been been, uh, it's been to like i've been i've been to like newberry street and like oh, um, and like all newberry street yeah there, newberry but... street's like walking down fucking broadway in manhattan mm. you know um so then we got the in- indians and the yankees now now this is where i'm very torn as a pittsburgh kid and a red sox fan as well and a pirates fan because i hate the fucking yankees being a kid from pittsburgh we really can't like anything from cleveland so, honestly, I think the lesser of the two evils in this battle for me is the Indians. I don't have much of a problem with the Indians. I don't really have a problem with the Indians. It's not a real either. rivalry like the way Steelers Browns is a rivalry. Mm. Um, Steelers Browns is a rivalry. We just feel bad for them now. I don't know. Like I, yeah, yeah. It's it's a rivalry. Like I, I, I still take pleasure when we beat the Browns. Oh, I take pleasure. I, yeah. I, I enjoy. Especially since I've I enjoy the reactions of my Cleveland friends on all my social media feeds oh, yeah. whenever the Steelers beat the Browns. Jimmy Wolford, um, love that dude. But it's also <laughs> like kind of sad, you know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to hate them as much as I hate the Ravens because the Ravens don't—they don't need my sympathy. Right. So we got yeah. on to football, but we're still talking about baseball here. So I'm Indians, Yankees, for the Ravens—that's even worse it, than football. Indian, Indians, Yankees—they're going into their final game tied up. That game will be. Tomorrow, I believe, correct? Yeah, I think, I think so. So actually, One when you when day. you when you hear this podcast, that game will already be over, unfortunately. Um, and we'll have we'll recap that. I like Cleveland. I'm taking Cleveland. I'm taking Cleveland too. Terry Francona. I mean, come on, Pittsburgh boy. Well, Beaver County, but yeah, the county. You know, uh, 
I just hate the Yankees that much. They're, and I honestly, they're not quite there. They're and I don't think exactly. Away. I don't think they're there yet. Even if they do beat the Yankees, I think they're gonna lose to Houston. Mm-hmm. Even though I'd much rather see a Houston Cleveland seven game series, like with with the pitching that, that, the, that oh, the Indians. Oh, totally. Have. It's gonna be a and lot just, better baseball. Just their lineup. They're, they've been such a strong team all year. It's the two best teams in the American League, and yes. that's what I want to see at this point. So I'm gonna skip the next topic and go, and we'll come back to that to finish up baseball. But so how about the Dodgers? Dodgers moved on easily. I, I mean. If they didn't, and they lost in the first round again, I can see that team getting dismantled. Oh well, to to lose to the um, Diamondbacks, like the wild card team, with with the amount of money and like the the season the Dodgers had, except for that stretch where they were terrible. I mean, well, let's they just did say, have let's just put it this way: they had a horrible, bad stretch and were still ten games above after they lost thirteen of fifteen. They were still ten games ahead in the NL West of the next viable team, so I mean yeah. they could have lost out the season and still made the playoffs as a division winner. <laughs> yeah, and you know like they 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 played all the late games. Like a lot of people probably didn't even see about the Dodgers this this first round because they were on so late. Like I feel like I watched less of the Dodgers. Oh yeah, because well other. well it, it is because that game didn't start until ten o'clock. Yeah, because Arizona's on the. Arizona's on the, they're on West Coast. On the mountain, I think. Well, they're one of two states that doesn't change for the. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so their games. All I know is that whenever the Pirates play the Diamondbacks, the game starts at like nine forty-five. Our time, yeah, which is weird. And if they're so it's seven forty-five their time. Yeah. Okay, it's so, weird how that goes. So anyway, the Dodgers move on. I don't. I don't think either of us is surprised, and we're we're waiting to find out who they're playing. And who they're going to play is the winner of the Cubs and the Nationals. Now, that game was supposed to be played tonight, folks. That was game four. That was game four. And if the Cubs win, it's over. The Cubs move on to go play the Dodgers. Um, So either way, there's either going to be one more. The Cubs win whenever they play tomorrow. Or they go back on a road, back to D.C. And that game will be played after you hear this podcast in D.C. Um Here's the kicker. Strasburg's got the sniffles. Yeah, he shouldn't, man. Like, they had an extra day off. They had an extra day off. He's on regular rest, and he isn't feeling well. Um, Dusty Baker, I read a report on Twitter that Dusty Baker said that he's been sick, that the hotel air conditioning and mold. Dude, okay, first of all, all I didn't uh, hear that about hotel air conditioning. Well, let me tell you, hotel air conditioning is not to be trifled with. Like, a lot of times, it's either impossible or next to impossible to, like, adjust it. I don't love, like, a ton of air conditioning. So, right. I can see where he's coming from. On the other hand, I felt like I was getting sick the other day. I woke up at 8 a.m. I took a couple NyQuil's. I went back to sleep. Granted, I slept through my car inspection appointment. Oops. But I still woke up in time to, like, have some coffee, like, you know. And wake yourself and, up again. And wake myself up and do my job that I get paid to do. Right. Five days a week. You know, you know? and... So, he's coming into an elimination game. He's supposed to pitch. He's one of their stud pitchers. When he came up, remember his first game he pitched against the Pirates? Mm -hmm. His first game, they brought him up in September. One of those late call-ups just to get him out of there. He was the next, like, Nolan Ryan is how he was talked about. Yeah, the the Pirates got walk-up because of him. He threw seven no-hit innings Mm -hmm. against the Pirates. 
gave up a hit in the eighth, and they pulled him. Obviously, because it was his first game in the yeah. bigs. He was over his pitch count, whatever, but you can't pull anybody on that's on a no-hitter. Mm. Um, well, I mean, you can. You can, if you're not batting yeah, You want to hear about it. Early. If you want to hear about it, exactly. But seven no-hit innings. That was his first game. Couple weeks, what was that? Two thousand nine now, um, something like that. Um, he had. I don't. He hasn't been right since he had Tommy John surgery. I mean, they, there's the innings limit. There was the year that they said we're not going to pitch him in the playoffs if we make the playoffs. And by the way, like you know, put money down for playoff tickets, and you can get priority on next season tickets. Like, oh, and by the way, our best pitcher is not going to pitch in right? the playoffs. Right. That because- was after he had his Tommy John surgery. And that that it, it kind of made sense at the time because the Nats weren't there yet. And they you, were. You said you told yourself as a Nats fan, if you were one, that okay, fine. But when we get the lineup in place to like actually like take us deep into the postseason, you know, we're we're doing this so that this guy is well rested when it gets to that point. And now he's available to pitch on normal days rest. Normal days rest. And it's an elimination it's game. It's elimination for his team. game. And it's a gift from the baseball gods that they're even playing a day later because it rained all night in Chicago. Yeah. So Strasburg would not have been on normal rest. And it's almost like he's saying, like, oh, I was supposed to be off and the rain is not going to get me out of an off day. Like, screw the rain. I'm you taking know, the day I, off. I don't feel good. You know, it's like, look, I don't care. You're supposed to be ready for this. Like, we held you out of other other playoff scenarios in the past so that you would be ready for an elimination yeah. game in a divisional series against the defending world champs when your team needs you. You know, a- Andrew Filipponi on Twitter was like, could you picture telling Jack, having Jack Moore say, I don't feel good, I'm not pitching game game seven in the uh what was that the 91 was that eight was it 89 minnesota was 87 eight, no, they, they, eight, yeah and then 91 yeah eight, so Braves, yeah. yeah so it was 87 or 91 one of those two you picture tom glavin or greg maddox saying i'm not taking the hill in an elimination uh-huh. game you know or Bumgarner. Bumgar- oh, Bumgarner would be like, he'd go out there with a fucking cast on his arm. And he'd just go swing a chain and like hit a tree with a chain for like 45 minutes. And he'd be like, oh, my sinuses are clear now. Thanks. Let's go. Exactly. You know, you know, take your fucking skirt off, Strasburg. Oh, fucking man. pitch. He's, it's just, it, I, it's, he's probably not going to pitch. I mean, if he says he's not going to pitch, he's not going to pitch. Yeah. I, I, Best case scenario is that Scherzer apparently has told Dusty Baker that he's like willing to go until his arm falls off. Yeah. That's so we'll sad. see what happens, and you'll uh, you'll hear about it next week on Bold Sports. But you guys are on your own. I know, definitely. So I'm gonna move on. You know, we went a little longer than we should, but oh well, we're gonna go a little longer again. So how about this, Penguins? We uh, last week we waited and we recorded a night later. And the uh, uh, podcast didn't get up Thursday morning as it was supposed to. But uh, Penn's home opener, raising the banners, they lost. They lost. We recapped that game last week. It wasn't even that bad of a loss. It wasn't that bad of a loss. They looked really good. Whatever happened. They looked really good. Well, the next game, they went to Chicago and got their asses handed to them 10 to 1. Yeah, that was bad. I didn't watch. Uh, there, there were other I, I was more at, pressing matters that I, night. I, I was at an event that night uh, out in East Liberty um, for Pittsburgh on the Rocks, and my phone kept vibrating in my leg. I'm like, "This sounds good. This feels good. This nope. feels good." And I go to the bathroom nope. and check. And I'm like, "Oh, that's bad." There's good vibrating <laughs> and there's bad vibrating. That was bad vibrating. Um, 
And then they come back to Pittsburgh and they play the Predators. So this is where um, Ryan Reeves is now becoming a Pittsburgh hero. I, did you think he wasn't going to? I, I never said he wasn't. I was just more worried about him c- creating more issues than helping issues. Well, it's not like he's going to be another Matt Cook. Mm. And even Matt Cook, people loved. People loved well, that Well, here's guy. the thing, though. Matt Cook had a sit-down with Mario, and Mario said, Cookie, we want you on the team. We like what you do. We like the protection you offer. But you got to change your game up and be more of a goal scorer and not be in the box the whole fucking time and taking 15-game suspensions and everything else like that. Happy we don't have to pay you for 15 games, but you can't be doing that. So Cook changed his game up and became a decent scorer. He had like a 22-goal season at one year. Sure. As so well as no, if anybody... There's no reason Reeves can't do that. Yeah, and if Crosby and if anybody looked at Crosby the wrong way, Cook went over and whooped their ass. Yeah. Um, so Reeves comes out. He has a goal. Two fights. He was an assist short of a Gordie Howe hat trick. Uh, you know, and honestly, Subban is a little bitch. And so is Hartnell. Oh, uh, Hartnell, man. Oh, uh, Hartnell's... Hart, Hartnell, to me, is the biggest douchebag in the NHL. And has been. And, and, and of course, it stems because he started with the Flyers. Yeah, that, it's hard It's hard to like somebody from from Philly. I mean, even if they're, like, the nicest guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what? But if you told me right now Ch- Claude Giroux was a free agent and the Pens had a chance to sign him, I'd be like, get him. But... <laughs> it's the same aspect. Uh... It's Hartnell. He he is. I don't want Giroux, man. The only flyer I want is Gossespierre. Well, I'd take him. Okay, I'd take Giroux in a heartbeat. But anyway, uh, so Hartnell starts his little shit and whatnot, and Reeves goes over and promptly gets in his face and beats his ass. You know, I forget who else it was from that he got into the fight with from the Nashville, but he ended up. Whooping their ass too. Subban like skated away from him. You know he ends up scoring a goal. He gets a mis- he he got a misconduct. He got kicked out in the third period. He got the misconduct. It was matching misconduct though, so it really didn't hurt too bad. Uh, if he got the misconduct by himself, the Pens would have been shorthanded for five minutes, which is never a good thing. Um, so they had the bad game in Shytown. Town. They come back and win. All in all, the Pens are one one and one. And they play the Crapitals tomorrow. Uh, when you hear this podcast, that game will already be over. They're in D.C. Uh, so upcoming, they are in D.C. They go to Florida to play the Lightning. They come home to play the Panthers. And then they go up to MSG and play the Rangers. Uh, and that will be the games that you will watch and listen to before we talk about them uh, next week. Uh, so, yeah. Been a lot of high-scoring games in the NHL so far. There has been. Uh, like that Penn's ten-one is uh, that's hopefully not the norm. Nah, I hope that's but not. I, I know I, they want to open up scoring, but that's ridiculous. The, the Rangers-Leafs game was like eight-five the other night. I mean, we just we just finished watching up the Vegas Golden Knights game, and that was a five-to-two game. Five-to-two. Five-to-two. I mean, seven goals in the game. Yeah. Um, overall, though, the looks uh, the Pens look good. I mean, uh, you know, call it maybe a little bit of a Stanley Cup hangover. You know, they're 1-1-1. One, one, one. It's a long season. There's 82 games in a season. And there's three seasons of hockey. There's the first half. There's the all-star break. 
there's the second half, which is really important to put you in position for playoffs and then the playoff season. So we go from there. And uh, speaking about the Pens, did you watch anything today about their visit to the White House? No. Uh, no, I, didn't. I actually watched the whole thing live on Twitter. I was oh, on the wow. I was on the trolley. I watched it live on Twitter on, on a live feed. Um, again, the Pens made sure they stated that this was not a political statement. Uh, this was with a, we were invited to the White House, and when you're invited to the White House, you go. Uh, it's an honor, and it's a tradition of championship teams getting invited to the White House. Um, you know what? They did a good job. President Trump talked, made some good jokes, made some. Meh, jokes. Uh, I, of course, he's known Ron Burkle over the years in business. Um, he mentioned to Ron Burkle that, hey, I, he's a great, he, 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 what did he say it was? Is he, he was a great closer and a, um, a great negotiator, and that he would like to have him on his team to help uh, negoti- renegotiate NAFTA. Uh, so, and Ron Burkle just kind of had a smirk on his face like, no. Um, Mario at times looked like, are we almost done yet? Uh, he called out Sidney Crosby saying that he's watched him play since he was a kid. Obviously, we all have. Yeah, really. Um, and, uh... So he has people to write these jokes he, for. You know, and he's, he says, you know, Crosby's a great player, and he looks at Mario and says, hey, he goes, is he better than you? Did he break any... Did, is, is he gonna be better than you? And Mario, uh, one of Mario's responses that you heard was, he has three rings. <laughs> I mean, technically Mario has five, but Mario only has two as a player. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Mario is being humble there. Uh, he, he, he called out, uh, he called out Tanger. He says, where's the Tanger at? He, <laughs> um, he says that every day. You know, he says, where's the Tanger at? He goes, he was injured most of last year, but came back and had a great season. Uh, he's back healthy this year and playing strong. I guess there's hope in that. You know, story. uh, the traditional, uh, there's always a traditional gift that the teams give to the president when they meet him. Most of the time it's a jersey with their president number on it and their name on the back. Um, the Pens didn't give him one. They gave him a uh, presidential golf bag, and it said President Trump, and it had the Penguins Stanley Cup logo on there, uh, Stanley Cup champions 2017, and it was a nice Adidas golf bag um, personalized to him. From Dick Sporting Goods, probably. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I would not doubt it. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break because we're a little overdue on that aspect. And here's a few words from our friends at Sorgatron Media. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com. All right, folks, we're back after that uh, break. Our friends at Sorgatron Media gave you some insight on a few things coming up there. All right, Matt, college football. Love it. Yes. What do we love about it? That it takes every an, week is a playoff game. Every week's a playoff game. Every Saturday starts at nine AM with college game day. What do we hate about college football? When you go like oh and two in your conference? Yeah. And your local team's not that great. Um University of Pittsburgh. Pit football, bad loss to the Orange up in Syracuse. They only lost by three. Still a bad loss. Still a bad loss, especially when last year's game was like a college basketball game. Yeah. 76 to 62 or something like that. Um, uh, Brown, quarterback, the guy kid that transferred from UCLA um, or USC, USC, he's, um, he's out now. 
He's yeah. got an arm injury. He's out a couple weeks. Danucci is to start. They threw the other kid in there for a little bit. Uh, he handled off most of the time. He had one pass complete. Was um, that the red shirt? Yeah, that was a red that was shirt. Dumb. They burned his red that shirt. Was dumb. They burned his red shirt. Honestly, they just yeah. everyone look. Everyone wants Danucci. Yeah, Yinzers love Danucci. It's fun to say. It's fun to say. It's fun to say with a Yinzer accent. Oh my He's god! Here. It's Ben Danucci. He's back from here. He's football Neil Walker. Exactly. He's from Pine Richland. Like I said, my kid played against him in high school. The kid was a stud in high school. The only reason I watched the kid in high school is my son played against him. Um, you know, so Danucci's probably going to get the start in that. They got a 2-4 and four record, which is not good. They're 0-2 in the ACC conference. They might not get a bowl game. I mean, to get a bowl game... You have to go six and six. You gotta go six and six. And now, like, you might not care. Oh, well, who cares about like the pinstripe bowl or, or something? Liberty dot com bowl or Papa John's whatever bowl. But you gotta realize the rules of college football is that if you have a bowl game, then you're allowed to practice from like when your regular yes. season ends until whenever your bowl game is. And if you aren't in a bowl game, you don't get to practice. So if you're not for in the teams bowl that game. are on the border of like total crap and like something better than mediocre it's really important to get into that six and six bowl game so you can like practice keep practicing keep your squad get, together get people keep out there on. you know like doing reps like learning i mean they're the rules in college football are, are really weird they're they're uh i don't know they're not allowed to not practice but they're not allowed to have padded practices they can't do certain stuff and they you know they can work out in the weight room and Coaches aren't allowed to be around for certain things, and it's it's the NCAA. It's one of the most corrupt organizations in the, in the world. Byzantine regulations that are all just basically designed to justify the fact that these guys can't get paid to do their profession until they're three years removed from their high school graduation. Correct. Speaking of graduating, Notre Dame. <laughs> yes, uh, Notre Dame. Uh, my... Uh, one of my favorite college football teams, Pitt Notre Dame, is where I love to uh, uh, is who I support in college football. They uh, are up to number sixteen in the country. They do have a bye week coming this week, and next week they go in. Uh, they have USC. Uh, the following weeks so that'll be ten twenty one is when that game is. Uh, McIntosh, a running back, he's averaging ten point three yards a carry. Big, <laughs> huge in college football, huge in any football. Um, now, here's the thing. Notre Dame does not ever have an easy schedule because they're independent. They they pick their schedule and they and so forth, and I think we touched on this earlier. With Notre Dame moving, with the Big East disbanding, Notre Dame was always an affiliate with the Big East, but they were independent in football. And the Big East was like, sure, that's fine. You know, play a couple Big East teams. And they played like Pitt and Boston College. That was Syracuse. It. Syracuse on occasion. Sometimes Miami. Sometimes Miami on occasion. But they only ever play like two Big East teams a year. So whenever they won, whenever everybody went to the ACC, Notre Dame's like, hey, can we come down and join the ACC? But we still want to remain independent in football. The ACC was like, sure, but you're going to play five ACC games a year. Mm. And they're like, uh, let's think about that. And then they end up doing it. And it's like, it, that's going to have some ramifications like some yeah. years they're gonna play really good ACC yeah teams. some years they're gonna play really good ACC some, and last week they played a they not played very good ACC they played UNC right now they are sometimes a good yeah. football team but this year apparently yeah. not um 
they played UNC. They played Boston College. I mean, they're going to come back and play Pitt. They're going to play Clemson. They're going to play Clemson at some point. Um, you know, they're going to end up having to play Florida State, and they'll renew that little rivalry with Miami. That was so much fun. And they're going to renew that rivalry with Miami yeah, from back in the eighties, which was ridiculous. But also, but and that also was back when Miami was independent. But they're also, you know, they do have some history with Florida State. They do have a little history with Florida State as well. Charlie Ward. Yeah, Charlie Ward. Jesus Christ. Big. That was a big. Uh, so, out of their schedule, they have left. They're only playing one unranked team in the top twenty-five the rest of the season. Which is, I can't remember off the top of my head right now. I'd have to pull the schedule back. I want to say it's like Duke yeah. <laughs> or Wake Forest, something like that. Uh, it's one of the ACC squads. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Notre Dame, they're rolling nice. Do you want to talk about who else is rolling nice, which makes me cry? It's Penn State. PSU, man. Uh, Penn State is number three in the nation. Saquon Barkley is still in the Heisman hunt. Kids fast. He's well over 100 yards a game, at least a touchdown on average. Um, he's catching passes out of the backfield, into the pocket. You know, everything. He's doing it all. Uh, James Franklin has that team focused. Uh, Penn State goes on their bye week this week, so they won't play another game for two weeks, which is 10-21, two Saturdays from now. And they got Michigan coming to Penn State. That'll be big. That'll be big, especially since Michigan just lost to Michigan State. Which Michigan playing this week? Uh, I believe so. I don't know who though. Well, I mean, anything can happen when Michigan and Penn State get together. Right. I mean, it's Big Ten football. Right, and Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State—you know, those are the class of the conference right I, now. I, I mean, those are all those are all teams that play each other this year. Penn State. Came into the Big Ten in 1995. Like, again, we discussed this, and the only reason I believe that Penn State joined the Big Ten was because the Rose Bowl was the only game that, the only bowl game that Joe Paterno hasn't won, and that's why they joined the Big Ten so he could win the Rose Bowl. And they did that, and they split the national championship. Or that was the year they didn't split the national championship, but Tom Osborne got it over top at Nebraska, whatever. Was that when they still had, like, the BCS and then also the ranking, like, the AP Yeah, poll? it was, no, no BCS. Was that, like, that was the, no there BCS. There was, like, the UPI poll and that the was, poll. That was, there's the two polls, and then they all get together and decide who's the national championship, whatever. I don't know. You know, either way. Penn State's um, in good shape for a playoff berth. Penn State's in real good shape for a playoff berth. I honestly, personally, uh, all feelings aside, I think they got fucked last year. Um it's a tough sell. It could and it could happen again this year. It, it, it could. I mean, say they lose to Michigan and then beat Ohio State, you, you kind of got like the same kind of scenario. I, I mean, I think Penn State got fucked last year seriously because you know Ohio State gets put into the Final Four even though they didn't make their conference championship team, and they had two losses where Penn State had also two losses. Um. Or they only have one loss. They only no, lose they, have, they have two losses. They, have two. they lost to Pitt. And they, they lost, lost to Pitt, and they lost the conference game. And they lost the conference game, and they but they went to the championship. They ended up losing the championship, the Big Ten championship against Wisconsin. But still, and Wisconsin didn't even get in the Final Four. 
It, well, it's a tough sell to take three teams from one conference and put them in a Final Four scenario. Like it is. You would say like, didn't you already play a big? Team yeah, but why would? But yeah, but here's the thing. Why would? Why would? Uh, why did Ohio State get it with two losses and didn't make their championship game? Because the committee felt they looked better. Uh, because the committee's like Ohio State will sell more tickets, There's sell more well, TV time. I. I you know what like never underestimate the fanaticism of Penn State fans. I'm not as I, well, trust you know me. What I mean, like, I I do not underestimate the fanaticism of Penn State fans. I see it way too much. My ex-wife and her whole family are Penn State main grads. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Um, you know I see it whenever we go to a freaking Steeler game and they're collecting down there for the Penn State thon. Like, well, that's a good thing. Thon? That's a good thing that they do though. Uh, yeah, if they were from Penn State, I'd donate money. But uh, oh, I give money all the time. Those kids. <laughs> Come on, man! They're giving up their weekends to like, you know, come spanch a bunch of yinzers, man. That's you know, <laughs> that's... here and there. Um, you know, I don't even eat Ben and Jerry's ice cream because they're from Penn State. No, they're not. Are they? Yeah, they're from Vermont though. Well, that's where their ice cream. They studied at Penn State at the Creamery. Oh, well, dude, I love Ben and Jerry's, man. Yeah, they're from Penn State, so I need Ben and Jerry's. You know what? Like any school that that like incorporates ice cream into its, you know, whole mystique, the way Penn State does. Like, if it wasn't for all the Joe Pa stuff, like, you know, you know what? That's probably it was just like we were ice you know, cream you know what, university. You know, what? I hate Penn State because of Joe Pa. It's like I hate the Yankees because of George Steinbrenner. I love the history of the Yankees, <laughs> but I hate the Steinbrenner era. I love the history of Penn State. I hate Joe Pa. There it is. Sorry. Maybe now he's dead and buried. Maybe I can put that away a little bit and and pay attention more, and maybe not be as hatred. It's a local team. <sighs> I know, you know that's the worst. But it's the embrace state. it, man. It's the, it's the state school. Yeah, I mean you you're know. paying for it whether you like it or not. Fucking taxes. <laughs> All right, folks. That's enough on college football. We're gonna go ahead and take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the shit show that happened in Heinz Field this past weekend. Here's another uh, uh, little bit from our friends at Torgan Trust. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, we're back. And uh, now it's time to talk about the massacre that happened Sunday. Uh, I have this labeled, Matt, as WTF question mark and discussion and fuck the X's and O's because this is where this segment is just going to get turned into. Matt and I are having beers. We're going to talk about this like we're sitting at a bar instead of on the couch. So. <laughs> so you got to give it to Le'Veon Bell. Definitely Le'Veon Bell. A uh, hundred and some yards. Um, you can't force it into triple coverage. You Definitely. You know, okay, here's the deal. When you're playing Chase a team... He's a beast. He's still a beast. <laughs> he's still a beast. He, he, did you see him take that ball away? He just, give a, me that. That's my ball and I'm going the only, home. The only positive thing... Literally, that was the only positive Ryan thing. Ryan Shazier. So Ryan's, now we're done with that. Ryan Shazier, when he just took the ball and went home, <laughs> is what he did He should have right took all the balls and he should have literally gone home. Right. And we wouldn't have had to watch the massacre. Definitely. I mean, come on. Now... If you haven't heard already, the Steelers lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars 30-9. to And then my ESPN won't quit showing me that score until tomorrow. 
And Ben Roethlisberger threw five interceptions. Two of them two for of which, big sixes. Yes. This was his first career five interception game, by the way. Yeah. His it was four his, interception it, games were what the, uh, the he's one against had, the Giants and the one against the Raiders. Yes, Giants and Raiders, and then this one would have been his third four interception game, and the last one was six years ago. Except this one, he had to top it. I mean, a five interception game. You know what? Hey, you want to go for stats? There you go, Ben. You got your stats. Five, well, those, well, you, you know, the fifth interception was he was just trying to, like... No, the fifth interception was chucking wasn't the ball fault. so he could, no, the know, fifth interception. The fifth interception... Well, okay. The fourth interception wasn't his fault. Actually, out of the five interceptions, two of them... Okay, three of them weren't his fault. And why I say that, the fourth interception, Schuster slipped coming out of his route and went down. And Roethlisberger was throwing the ball where Schuster was supposed to be. And Schuster These wasn't. These things happen. These things happen. Most of your interceptions happen for a reason. Either A, the quarterback was getting hit on the way down, getting his arm mangled, or something happens to the receiver. You know, interception is just, unless you're Neil O'Donnell in the Super Bowl and you just throw it to the DB, I mean... Sorry. Did you have to go there? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those are the worst two interceptions I've ever seen. I mean, it's always it. apt. There's always an apt comparison to Super Bowl Thirty, <laughs> but like a kind person doesn't always make the apt comparison. I'm not always that kind. Hey, uh, I, I hurt just as much as you do on that one. I'm sure you do. <laughs> but another highlight was Antonio Brown had 22 targets. 22 targets, 11 receptions, 143 yards. So there you go for your fancy points. Though you should have also had a touchdown added if it wasn't for a holding call on um, who's number 66 now because it's not Alan Fanica. So, uh, DeCastro? <laughs> there it is. I think it is DeCastro. Fanica. <laughs> So, so DeCastro holding, uh, you know, brought it back. Um, yeah, you know, the, they're trying to get Brown. They're trying to get him his touches. Like, I, I don't know where you come down, Steve, on this debate. Is it is it they're forcing the ball to Antonio Brown because he's a crybaby and he wants to, like, get his well, touches? Or are they forcing it to Antonio Brown because he's the best player? All right, on the all right. So, so did you watch the Mike Tomlin press conference today? No. I no. did. I did. So, here's the answer to that from Mike Tomlin. Okay. Say it with a straight face and, like, you know. <laughs> so, don't giggle, because, like, Tomlin doesn't giggle when he says it. I want the real shit. Antonio is a solid player. He's a man that comes to play the game. When the situation arises that Antonio is in a one-on-one -on -one coverage, which is the best for us and the best for him, uh, we tend to get him the ball more often. Uh, whenever... The situation calls for, and when the schemes are right, uh, the ball will go to uh, who is best apt to receive the ball well, at that point Antonio in time. Antonio Brown. So, but here's my thing: like, what if, what if it looks like a one-on-one, -on -one, but then like you chuck it up there and the safety comes over because your quarterback isn't isn't reading the zone correctly. 
or your quarterback's getting hit as he's going down, the ball floats. So don't say blame it on A.B. because I'm not blaming anything on A.B. You force it to your best guy. You give it to your best guy. When, and, and, you know but what? they didn't force it to Bell enough. That's my problem. They did not. Okay, okay. Jacksonville is in the top five teams against the pass. And they're well, in the bottom. How many teams are in the NFL, Steve? In 32. Well, and they shoot, are in the top five sounds pretty good. And they are in the bottom five teams against the run. Bottom five? That's like the opposite of the top five. Exactly. Why would you throw the ball 55 times? Well, I mean, because you're behind by like. And you know what? And the, those 55 times don't all necessarily, I guess, count because they were dumps or pitches. So. But they threw the ball downfield 33. Do they need more of like a short passing game? I mean, is that the answer? I have an answer for that question. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Hey, he can catch a ball. Hey, how many times last year Le'Veon Bell set up in the in, in, uh, right on the sideline? It's the easiest play on Madden. Mm-hmm. You know when you start playing Madden and you don't know any of the plays? Isn't that called a swing pass? Swing pass. Swing pass usually gets you eight Half yards. Halfback pitch. Doesn't a swing pass usually get you about eight yards? Eight yards? Depends. Depends who the outside linebacker is and if they're running a 4-3 or a 3-4. Correct. Or they're running a nickel package or a dime package. Which is more and more common these days in the pass-happy NFL. Yes. All the more reason to put a running back out in the flat, make him go against an inside linebacker. You know what? I would love to see Le'Veon Bell against inside linebackers. Yeah. He makes a miss all day. Yeah. Well, we didn't get that, so... We did not get that. It was, it was a bad game. It, it was not fun to watch. Um, it was fun to watch for the first half. Yeah, that, you know... When you go into halftime, you're down three. Hey. I wish he had thrown all his picks in the first half, because then I would have gone and, like, done chores for the second half. But, no, I... I no, I would have flipped the Fox like and watched... I would have... I would have... If, if, yeah, if the first half would have been shitty, I would have switched to Fox for the second half and watched... The NFC game going on, and I had guys playing in my fantasy league. That was, like, a completely different sport. Like, seriously, like, that, the the Green Bay-Dallas game was so, like, completely. Well, that was the 4 o'clock game. Yeah, yeah. But, no, the NFC 1 o'clock game was the Eagles. The 1 o'clock game, okay. The NFC 1. I don't flip. I I do not. No, no, I don't. I I try not to flip either. Sometimes I do if I got a fantasy guy playing. But. The Eagle, I didn't have anybody in the Eagles game. How about Carson Wentz threw three touchdowns in the first quarter? Mm, he's, he's looking real tempting on the waiver wire this week for me in fantasy. The only problem I have is that his game is on Thursday. I believe I picked up the receiver on the waiver wire. That's if he gets awarded to me. So, uh, Aguilar. Yeah, Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, I picked him up on the waiver wire. That's a good pickup. You know. Hey, whatevs. But... So we know that this Steeler game against Jack. Why is it that Jacksonville always fucks with us? I mean, it says right on their helmets that they're Jags. Right, it does. And they're in Pittsburgh. We I know could Jags not stop being in Pittsburgh. laughing at, at every time they showed like Blake Bortles coming out of the huddle, and it just said Jags on his helmet. And you're in Pittsburgh, and we know what Jags means in Pittsburgh. Like, but then they lost. Yeah, and to a bunch of Jags. To a bunch of Jags. And it's not the first time it's happened. No. It won't be the last. What was it? Maurice Jones drew yeah. with that uh, run from scrimmage in overtime that in the playoff, playoff game, game 
Uh, and Mathis was intercepted Roethlisberger twice in that and took one back to the house in that playoff game. Yeah. Uh, didn't Bill Cower lose to the Jags a couple times? Sure. I'm it, sure he did. Uh, with with uh, the higher things on the line? I, yeah. They used to be a division rival. Didn't we? Didn't we talk about this last week? It we was did. another trap game. Yeah, you know we did talk about this being a trap game. We we didn't think it would be this lopsided though. No, thirty. I thought it would be one of those games where they kind of like let them hang around until the fourth quarter, and then they put up a couple touchdowns, and then you're in a situation where like Roethlisberger needs to lead a comeback drive. So also on that aspect. If you have Leonard Fournette in your uh, fantasy league, you were okay. You did all right. You did all right for the first three quarters of the game. And then with about five minutes left in the fourth, you're like, wow, I wish he would have produced more. And then he busts out a 90-yard run for a touchdown. But see, that's, let's see, nine and six is what? See, I was doing other stuff by then. Uh, yeah. Like, I, mean, my, I was, no. I, I, my I, girlfriend I, was like, oh, they just had a 90-yard touchdown while you were... Speaking like, of your cats. speaking of your girlfriend, she just snapped a really really good picture of you. That was me. I don't yeah. know if that was a setup picture or no. if she just snapped that. That was probably during that Fournette run, where you were just like, Ugh. we were doing we were doing cat pictures because the game had gotten so out of hand. She snapped but the really hand good... on the hand on the face was definitely in reaction to something that was totally natural and in the moment. Right. So and that... the cats were loving it because I think they're secretly Jaguars fans. Well, because they're cats. They love all cat teams except the Bengals. Because right. I mean, they're not monsters. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Who would love the Bengals? Um, but seriously, it, folks, you gotta check that picture out. It's on uh, Bold PGH Sports uh, on Twitter. Uh, that picture's up there. I text Matt as soon as I saw his girlfriend post that. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Jess. And again, we do cat photography when the Steeler game gets out of hand. So hopefully <laughs> against the Chiefs, you won't see any cat pics on that feed. Yes. But I'm not going to make any promises. All right, Julia, thank you for that picture. Yeah. Um, it might get, I hope it doesn't get cycled around again. Uh, <laughs> but I'll wear a different shirt so you know that it's a different week. <laughs> so what do we got? Coming up this week against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. Now, last year, Matt, we did play Kansas City twice, once in the regular season and once in the playoffs. And something tells me that six field goals is not going to win this game for the Steelers. Doesn't sound like it. Alex Smith is an early front runner for MVP. Uh, they got Tyreek Hill. Uh, Who I have on my fantasy team. Well, who is good every other week, though. And may, and may he get 110 yards and a touchdown, um, and let's just, like, sack Alex Smith, like, six times. Do you have the Steelers' defense as your fan? No, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's okay to let them have a rushing touchdown if you don't let them establish a passing game. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to do that is to just sackle, sackle, sack the quarterback. Yeah, sack, sack Alex Smith. Tyreek Hill, you can have a passing touchdown 110 yards. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're done. Um, Just trying to figure out a way that Steve can have a good fantasy week. Yeah, give me the Steelers a, don't drop two games in a row. Give me a hundred yards, a passing touchdown, and ten swing pass receptions, and I'm okay. That's easy. Yeah, That's I'm easy. easy. Yeah, it's easy. And then the Steelers win by twenty. Yeah, that'd be nice. Nice, like thir- thirty-five to fifteen. I'll take that. Where are you getting a fifteen from? Uh, two go point for, conversion. Start going for two. 
Say two point conversion because yeah. I I I hope the Steelers don't take a take a two point uh, you know loss there. Safety? Yeah, a safety. Sure, why not? Give him a safety. Friends, like I just don't have it anymore. <laughs> oh no! Never yeah. mind. I'm the best. Such a drama yeah. queen. Love those reports. <laughs> Love those reports. Um, you know what? Honestly, when it comes to that Ben interview, Amanda and I are sitting here watching it. And, of course, after the game, I'm watching Paul Pompiani, and I'm watching Chris Hoke, and I'm watching, you know, and I go back and forth to this other sports show, and it, it comes down to, you know what, if I just got my ass kicked in a game and threw five interceptions, I wouldn't want to talk to anybody either. Exactly. I would probably say I don't have it anymore either, you know, just to get them to go away. You know, it's like, okay, well, if, if you want to, like, a real reason... Like, I guess I can stand here and analyze it, and we can talk about it. And hell, we could even go watch some tape together later. You want to you wanna hang out with me in my house and come watch film, and we can talk about why I suck? No. I don't want to talk about it with you right now. Go away. You know, here's my quote. And then he probably felt bad about it, you know, because yeah. he's like, oh, woe is me. And that's like, well, not you, how you win championships. Uh, you know what? And, and it comes back to the Ravens, where Terrell Suggs, it was that sentence says, how do you feel about Roethlisberger saying that? He goes, you know what? He goes, Roethlisberger says he's hurt. Roethlisberger says he, you know, his pinky's sore or his knee's hurt. No, or, yeah, I just take two Advil today for his tampon being too too wet. He goes, he'll be ready to play on Sunday, and he'll come out and give him the best he can. Yeah. You know, that that that's what it is. He's, and he'll give it to him. He, he was pissed off. He just got his ass handed to him. You think he's done though? You think he's done I, I don't think year? he's done. I don't because that's a problem. If he, if he's ready to retire, like you can't be well, one foot in, one foot out. Well, well, you know what? What 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 the great emperor say? If a player, if you're thinking about retirement, you've already retired. Yeah. Now I thought you were talking. About, I wasn't sure what emperor you were talking about at first, but uh, yeah, there's only one so, emperor in Pittsburgh. Well, in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were quizzing me on like Sun Tzu, man. I don't even know who that is. China. They've had emperors. <laughs> yeah, right? But, no, the emperor of Pittsburgh, Chuck Noll. Yeah. You know, he, he always said, if you're thinking about retirement, you're already retired. Honestly, I don't see Ben retiring unless one thing happens this year. Super Bowl? Yep. Victory? Victory, Super Bowl. That'd be awesome. Pull a Bettis. Pull a Bettis, you know... As much as I'd hate to see it happen, I'd be fine with it. Man. I'd be fine with it. I'd be, I'd be so a, okay with it. You know, and then the Steelers instantly go from a Super Bowl team to a um, <laughs> four and twelve team. It's happening anyway. <laughs> yeah, unless Dobson is the future of the Steelers' quarterback situation, then you know they're still looking for their QB. Do you know who was the future of the Steelers' quarterback situation? And Landry they Jones? and they pa- and they passed on him in a draft this year. Who's that? It's up in Buffalo. Former pick quarterback last year. Really? Yeah. Now, Think. of course, I'm thinking this, and um, and his name's escaping me right now. Peter, me, Peterman. Nate Peter, Peterman. You seriously think Peterman is... Peterman, he went to Buffalo. He's behind Tyrod Taylor. He made the team. He's the backup. Honestly, I thought if he would have came to Pittsburgh or even maybe... Um, Green Bay or the Giants, uh, a team that had a quarterback of his style, his size, 
that he'd hold a clipboard for two years and learn. And See, learn I'm the worried game. the Steelers aren't in that situation now where they, they have a two-year window to find another quarterback. Yeah. I'm serious. I, they might be drafting the kid from UCLA next next year, moving up in the draft. Because ho- hopefully the Steelers... That's risky, man. Th- hopefully the Steelers have to uh, draft very low next season where they're in the 30-second spot. Would That's be what nice. I want. I would love the Steelers to be love drafting that. 32nd next year. Um, it's not too late to go 2-14 and 14 either. It's... <laughs> It's exactly. not too late. Exactly. Ben, if you're leaving, tell us now. <laughs> I know, right? Just get it over with. Uh, but seriously, we're looking ahead too far into a quarterback draft. But for this season, you're looking at this game coming up. You got Kareem Hunt, who is the backup running back at the start of the season. And he got the call. Uh I forget who their main running back is. He hasn't played this year at all, and I don't think anybody drafts him in fantasy. Um, went down. He gets the ball and fumbles on his first ever touch in the NFL. Coach says, look, you got out of your system. Get back in there. And he rattled off the Patriots a ridiculous number. I think his fantasy team, I think his fantasy points were 45. So that's well over 100 yards, couple catches, two touchdowns. Against the Patriots in his premier game, this is a kid that never fumbled in college at Toledo. He's from Ohio. He went to Toledo. Um, Travis Kelsey. Now in this past game, uh, the Sunday night game they played, Kelsey went out with a concussion. So I'm sure he's day to day. You know, however that plays, that's a problem. If he plays, that might. If he plays. Definitely be a problem. Because you know what? In the Sunday night game, I don't know if you watched it all. Kelsey was on fire. Yeah. He's, on he's the kind fire. Of, he's, he's the kind of body that provides matchup problems for everyone in the Steelers. He's a, and he's a tight end. And he's a tight end, which is just he's a tight end. He's a, he's a he's tight end. He'll come across and go five yards across the middle, or he'll go 20 yards down the field. Shazier is a good pass coverage linebacker, but he is a very good pass coverage linebacker. Kelsey's Kelsey's he's got he's got some height on him, you know. And I mean, the Chiefs are good. There's there's Tyreek Hill. They're becoming the hype team in the AFC because well, they're undefeated. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL. They're ultimately right now the best team in the NFL because they're undefeated. It's still early. It's still early. So they're five and zero. Oh. But they were a playoff team last year. They were a playoff they team to have last year. Better last year they went. Uh, they went nine and zero oh before they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Reid's a good coach. Andy Reid's a hell of a he's coach. Seasoned, he's experienced. Andy Reid. They they asked him. He said, and they and uh, as Collingsworth, that fucking jackass. Um, <laughs> Collingsworth was on calling a Sunday night game, of course, and he's like, you know, we met with Andy Reid earlier. And this, that, and the other thing, and we're in the office with Andy Reid, and he's got this white, the white whiteboard, and it's just loaded full of plays, and and then Collinsworth starts drawing on the TV, with like <laughs> this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, oh god, Collinsworth, shut up! But Andy Reid seriously just draws plays. He just sits there and he's like, this can work, 
this door. I bet you Andy Reid watched the Bears Monday night game on that two-point conversion, double reverse pitch. Mm-hmm. It was like, I thought of that 15 years ago. <laughs> I mean, back when the two-point conversion wasn't utilized in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, uh, which, by the way, if you folks didn't see that play, Matt, did you see that play? I didn't see it. I heard enough about it, though. Oh, it was sick. Yeah. It was sick. Um, you know, and that was Trubisky's first game as a rookie coming in. Uh, and, and as soon as he scored that touchdown, that was the floater touchdown to the tight end that Trubisky was over, and he threw this floater pass into the end zone. And the defender came up and tipped it, and he tipped it straight up in the air and backwards, and the tight end was in the end zone and just buried it right there in his chest and went down. Um, but then he, Trubisky instantly is putting up there. He goes, go for two, go for two. Like, I don't even know if he heard that in his helmet or if he just said, fuck it, we're going for two. And the coach was like, sure, go for it. Run what we're doing. And John Fox made that call, or he knew the play they were going to run automatically. But it was really, really sweet. Well, the Bears are an excellent team to beat the Steelers. I know. I mean, you beat the Steelers. You, you're you're on the podium. Yeah. Uh, the Bears have one win this Bears, year. Bears-Jaguars Super Bowl. That's my prediction. Yeah, the Bears have one win this year against the Steelers. Um, so. Speaking of predictions. Yeah. Speaking of predictions, we're going to get into this week's NFL picks. So this is where Matt and I are going to sit here and go through the game's upcoming, and who we like, and who we don't like. So, Matt, our first game, the Eagles against the Panthers. That's the Thursday night game. Yeah, that's a big Thursday night game. This is actually like a matchup that people are going to want to see. Right? You got two somewhat decent teams playing each other. Uh, it's in Carolina. Cam Newton, of course. Cam Newton's maybe back to his MVP season form versus Carson Wentz, you know, maybe reliving some of the promise that he showed early last year. It's a fascinating matchup. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Carolina Panthers. I think that I think they got a better defense. Um, I think I think that they've got more experience and a better coach. I'm going with the Eagles just based on last week's game was kind of like a statement game, and they weren't. I mean. They were playing the Rams, but the Rams aren't that bad. It's not like they're playing the Jets or the yeah. Chargers uh, or the Bears. Speaking of the Jets, we'll deal with them later. Yeah, right. Uh, so I'm going to go Eagles on this. So this is going to be our first one that we're just going right, opposite. We're going opposite. You know, Cam Newton, man, he's, he's had a rough week, but uh, so, uh, he's playing better. Now it comes to, to pick with our hearts. And not our heads. Or unless you want to pick with your head. Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. <laughs> I'm going to as well because we're Pittsburgh. It's Bolt Sports. PGH. Not KC. Exactly. We're definitely going Steelers over Chiefs with this. Uh, the Steelers actually might be an underdog. So if you remember correctly and you're a good betting person, I didn't look at the line yet, but the Steelers are an underdog. They usually cover if not win this is their chance to play up this is their chance to play up because we know they play the fuck down yeah so now this is a chance to play up to their competition and show that that high powered 30 point a game offense is viable it'll be tough it'll be a battle on the road i think they're up for it speaking of about another high powered 30 point a game offense dolphins are going into atlanta 
play the Falcons. They're Give coming the off Falcons. a bye week. Falcons. Yeah, we're going that one too. Dolphins have had an interesting week. You know what? I mean, if you're going to bang a stripper and whatnot, that's awesome. That's up to you. If you want to do coke, that's awesome. That's up to you. I hope you do coke off the stripper's boobs. Just don't put it on Just Twitter. Just don't put it on Twitter while you're in your office in the Dolphins facility blowing lines of coke and talking to the girl like, oh, oh yeah, this this is good. Yeah, remember how we used to do this? And then, when, and then whenever you like lick the coke, because everybody that ever does coke, you like pick up the remnants with your finger and lick it. Like, oh, yeah, licking this is like licking your pussy. Like, I mean, or or I'd rather be licking your pussy than uh, however, however he said it. Yeah. Yeah, other podcasts would not go there, but now you know what he said. Exactly, and I don't care because <laughs> we're a podcast. We're not FCC. There so we're is. picking the we're picking the Falcons. We're picking the Falcons on that because for also football reasons, but generally <laughs> just the shit show that is the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> so, Bears, Ravens. Oh, Ravens! Really? Yeah. Bears were not that good last week. They're getting better. They're getting better, but the the Ravens are. I think the Ravens are going to give us a run for the division this year. So I I have no reason to. Well, just yeah, assume. one more loss and we're back into the fucking. You know, as of right now, we have the tiebreaker over the Ravens because we beat them once. Mm. We got to beat them twice. All right. Unfortunately, I have to agree with you on this. Well then. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm just going to write this in here. We're going to Texans because they're playing the Browns in Houston. Yeah. Texans. Packers, Vikings. Yeah. Case Keenum starting. Case Keenum starting. Aaron Rodgers starting for Green Bay. Yeah, that's a fine. Yeah, that's Packers. <laughs> Let's not overthink it. The reason the Packers quarterback isn't like a hot waiver wire pick in your fantasy league this year or this week, is because he's Aaron Rodgers. Right. And he's already owned by 100% of the people in every Exactly. I think he was like a, I think he was the second round pick for somebody in my league. Um, Doesn't sound wrong. Lions, Saints. Saints coming off a bye week. Which means I can start Drew Brees again. And if Sneed's ready. I'm riding the Lion again, man. You're riding the Lion? I'm the Lions every week. I'm going Saints. Just, just market Lions every week. Pats, Jets. <laughs> Brady's got a bad left shoulder. So, below Powell's out. Powell, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know he's out, but he was injured last week. He's, yeah, he's, um, I'm, I'm benching him for now in my fantasy league just to be safe. Monitor the situation. Um, I think I'm this more concerned about Tom Brady. I think this game might be tighter than people are going to think, but I still think the Pats are going to win. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I don't have the balls to pick the Jets. I'm not picking against my fantasy. Right, and I'll, also, like I'm saying, it's the Pats and it's the Jets. Again, this game could be tighter than it yeah. should be due to injury. Niners skins. I'm picking the skins. Yeah, Niners are a dumpster fire. But they showed promise this past week. But the team they showed promise against was the Colts. Mm-hmm. Bucks and Cards. Now, this is actually a tough pick right here because they're both somewhat decent teams. The Bucks are pretty good. The Cards are decent. 
Um, I just picked up the Bucks tight end in fantasy. Um, honestly, it's in Arizona. I'm going cards. Same. We're not picking a lot different. Well, you know. It happens. What are you gonna do? <laughs> if we if we're wrong about every game, like. I know Ram. <laughs> yeah, this could get real interesting real quick. Rams and Jags. In Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, after you know, last week, after last week, there's a temptation week? to just overrate Jacksonville because, right? like, you know, they just they just put a thirty to nine whipping on us. So, well, Jacksonville's not that bad of a team. They're though. not. They're not. Um, they're three and two. I mean, Blake Bortles was. Are they three and two, or are they or are they two and three? Let's see, they beat us. They beat the Ravens. I know they um, beat us. They beat the Ravens. I'd I, give them one other win besides that. I know Fournette's been having a hell of a season. So yeah, so let's let's say like they're three and two. Fine. You know what? The um, Rams though are looking decent. I'm kind of I'm kind of big on them. Like Todd Gurley, he's I'm, having a breakout yeah, year. I'm going Ramage. You going Rams? You know what? I'm going to go Jacksonville. Just to protect the Steelers' egos <laughs> and to keep things interesting in the standings between the two of us. Chargers, Raiders. Raiders, man. But no Derek Carr. That's tough. Yeah, but you know what? But no, the Chargers are bad, man. The Chargers are bad. No Derek Carr. But here's the thing. So I, I didn't start Michael Crabtree in my fantasy league because he was injured the week before and sat out against Denver. He left the game early two weeks ago, sat out against Denver, Comes back against this game. No Derek Carr. Still puts up 22 points of fantasy, and I sat him. <sighs> it's okay. I still won my league. Yeah, well, I still won my game. Just made your weekend more stressful than it needed to be. Um, uh, we're yeah, both put me down, Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a no-brainer. I'm just putting us both down for the Broncos over the Giants. Yeah. Um, yeah. Colts and Titans. Colts know, showed Brissette, a little bit. Man, jo- Jacoby Brissett's been good. Yeah, I'm picking the Colts. You're going Colts. I'm going Colts. Let's go. Let's make it interesting. Going Titans. T. Y. Hilton had a monster week for me in fantasy. Good. So, folks, that's Steve and Matt's bold predictions for this week. Again, you have to listen to us next week to find out how right or wrong we were. Uh, also, next week we'll be covering, of course, baseball playoffs. More baseball. More baseball playoffs. Penguins. Uh, we'll have four games in by the time that we come back and talk to you folks. Of course, pit football. Uh, Penn State's on a bye. Notre Dame's on a bye. We didn't really cover West Virginia. This might be a week we want to look at the WPIL um, to fill in some football. Yeah. we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, sorry, your school's not doing so hey, good. Hey, Butler. Hey, you beat Butler. I think everybody's beat Butler this year. Everybody beats Butler. <laughs> I mean, you beat Butler and you beat Shaler. Hey, you know what? Um, I have no clue how Mount Lebanon's doing. I have no clue how North Hills is doing, how Northgate's doing. Um, maybe we'll have to look in that. I'm sure Pine Ridge is still undefeated and, like, number two in the country by now. We'll brush up on, on the whips. Uh, we'll, we'll look up with some whippeal this weekend. Uh, all right, folks. Let's uh, go Steelers, beat them Chiefs. Come on, Pens, you got four games. Come out of this three and one for next week. Yeah. Let's go Nats. Go Nats. Let's go Astros. Um, let's go Indians in this, this upcoming game against the Yankees. Cause, cause we hate the Yankees. We hate the Yankees.
All right, folks, have a good week in sports. Root for your favorite team. Always keep it black and gold. Hey, Ian's, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook, or BoldPGH.com.